Hello, everybody. Mr. Brown here with another edition of Choose Well Program Podcast. And before I start, let me just say, happy Choose Well Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, and every Wednesday is Choose Well Wednesday. Well, every day is a Choose Well Day, but Choose Well Wednesday Day, we wear our Choose Well gear, and I actually pay my kids. Uh, they're on salary <laughs> for wearing Choose Well gear. And I just don't mean wearing a Choose Well shirt. It can mean any of our gear that helps people make better choices to live a better life. <laughs> I said that fast. To make better choices, to live a better life. And this is one of the shirts we wear. I Choose Kindness. It goes along with a series I made. You can check that out at ChooseWellProgram.com. I Choose kindness and kindness is so important in life so i think it's important we all choose it so if you don't have any choose well merch what you waiting on get your merch check out the choosewellprogram.com and you can get some merch matter of fact i'll give you a 15 percent discount y'all like you like you like discounts 15 percent by using the the code oh yeah it's oh yeah check out 15 off of the merch so get your i choose kindness i choose responsibility i choose respect i choose safety choose well one of my favorites is uh consider others check it all out at the choosewellprogram.com hey this episode of the program podcast we're going to finish part two of my conversation with dr terry daniels about anxiety in kids this episode we're going to talk about some some ways you can help your kids some things you can help them do because sometimes they won't help themselves and just as human beings, sometimes we don't always make the best choice for ourselves because we see other people making those choices and not understanding how they're impacting us. And one of those ways is social media. I think a lot of social media can lead to anxiety in kids and they don't even understand it, don't realize it. The truth is, many of us adults don't realize it either. But we're going to talk about ways we can help them when it comes to anxiety. So check this out as we talk about anxiety in kids, part two. As parents, because we're talking to parents, how can we as parents help our kids navigate this new world of anxiety? That is a normal emotion. It's a normal thing that happens to us. But how can we help them navigate even some of the, I guess, because if you help really um, diminish or cut out some of the sources of it, isn't that a way to help as well with this, to have them deal with it normally? Yes. Um, first off, I think parents talking about anxiety as a normal emotion and talking about how can you get through situations like this. So for example, you know, you have a big test coming up. Um, do you not think that kids gonna, that are going to go sit for the SATs are not feeling anxious? Of course they are. That's natural. Talk to them about it. Regulate when they are on social media. Did you say regulate? Did you read I my I did. Shirt? It was just right there. No, I just it just came up. But you know what? Honestly, regulate is a huge is a huge thing. Um regulation is just monitor that. Take away the phone. Let mm -hmm. them have it. A lot of times parents will say that's their that's their socialization. That's we don't want them to stand out and be different because now all their peers have it and then they can't. They can have it. They just don't have to have it all, all the, the time. time. And you know what? You talk. We talked about previous episode about boundaries, and I did a, a, a video about boundaries are good for life. And I agree with you. I worked with kids for years, and some kids would not behave. And some parents walked into the, my after school program and said, "These kids are afraid of you." But they love you because I set them boundaries. And some kids would behave for me. They wouldn't behave for their teachers. They wouldn't behave for their parents. But because I set those boundaries and you couldn't cross these boundaries, right? So I think it's important. So to go back to the, what you just said, they feel left out. I was with the principal, you know, Mr. Freeman, years uh -huh. ago. And we uh -huh. met with some junior high kids. It was like 10 or 12 of them. Not one of them had a cell phone. Not one of them. And we said, don't you, aren't you guys upset you don't have one? Don't you want a cell phone? Social media? 
they were like, no, because we see what our friends do and we, we don't want that. And we were like, we were shocked. Like, you're not mad. I mean, at some point they probably were. But when they saw what the other kids were doing with it and how much drama it brought to their lives, these kids were like, I don't need a phone. I don't want social media because I don't want to be like that. But I think we give our kids the chance to be bold enough to step out and say, you know what? That's not for me. And, and I, I just, those 10 to 12 kids that were in that room, the one of them I know still know, doing great things. Now she has a phone. She's a, like a junior in high, mm-hmm. high school, but it was the right season for her. Well, and I was going to say back uh, when my kids were growing up, they got a cell phone when they started driving. That was, hmm. for all three of them, that was the big cut. Now, right. let me ask you, were they smartphones or just this regular Oh, gosh, no. We didn't have <laughs> smartphones back then, which, again, thank goodness, mm-hmm. right? And maybe thank we should goodness. bring that back. Maybe we should be moving. Bring back the flip phone. If your kid needs to contact you, give them the flip phone. They don't need access to all these necessary Well, sites. and ask kids how many times they use the phone to call someone. They don't call kids. <laughs> they don't call people. They don't have that. <laughs> and if they had to text the way we did with the T9 thing, we had to press the three button, you, you know. Could, yes, <laughs> yes. They'd be done. They, yeah, it would take too long i'm not texting (laughs) so i mean you know there's been advancements and the rapidity of how quickly these things are changing anyway so you look at your kids right i see them out there by the time evans in high school what's it gonna be like you know i mean right now you have smartphones that can do anything these kids are using these phones for all sorts of things and not all good things, no. right? So it's concerning. Parents, don't let them go to bed with it. That's that's what I would say hands down. And uh, again, that's my opinion, but I strongly suggest. I would agree. Because here's another thing. Kids are not getting the amount of sleep they need. Mm-hmm. They are not. They are not. They Middle school students need about nine to ten hours of sleep a night solid sleep and you ask kids in that age group when they go to bed and when they wake up they are sleep deprived you want to talk about what causes anxiety i'll tell you straight out if i don't get my sleep i'm a bear my husband will tell you that (laughs) right so anxiety is brought on by certain things that we deprive ourselves of sleep good nutrition, all those things we know, exercise, all those things that we know and know and know are good for us and then we don't always do. Right. And that's for our kids as well. So as parents, I think one thing, we need to help set boundaries for our kids because they're, I don't think they have the capacity when it comes to some of the social media and cell phone stuff to do it themselves. And if we can help in that one area, that will minimize some stress or some anxiety in their lives. Well, here's another thing, and this did come out in my research, so I'll plug that a little bit. Kids, we talk about boundaries. Adults oftentimes think that kids get these skills through osmosis, <laughs> right? They think like, okay, you will just automatically know how to study. Just study. Study harder. Mr. Brown, study harder. I ask kids all the time, do you know how to study? And I say that and say, I'm not making fun of you. I'm not trying to put you down. Do you know how to study? They don't. You just read a book. You just yeah. read it and look at it. And that's how. Well, in our instantaneous world, they think if they don't have it right away, then they just don't have it. They don't realize you have to work at it. So they don't necessarily know how to study. Time management, they don't have it. Because no one ever taught it to them. And, and that's okay. It's, we have to teach these skills. And a lot of that comes from parents. 
and think about the role modeling piece, which we talked about we would do another episode, but really, what are you role modeling? I'm going to share, <laughs> I'm going to share from my own experience. Okay. Thank God my kids turned out. Okay. <laughs> I was rushing them all the time to get to place to place all the time. Rush, rush, rush. Talk about time management. I didn't have good time management. I always, and I still battle this. Sometimes I think I can do one more thing before we leave, oh, yeah, right? Exactly. Oh, I can do I'm that. And if you live closer too, you always miss, you, I live five minutes away. It's really 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> and so what, what are we role modeling for our kids? I think that causes anxiety. Hmm. I'm sure it caused anxiety in my kids. Um, so hurry, hurry, hurry. Let's hurry, 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 yeah. hurry. Come on, get, come on, get, let's go. Get your shoes, get your shoes, get your shoes. How many times do we bark these orders? And that causes anxiety. causes anxiety right now as I'm sitting here. I mm. can feel it, right? You feel like when you just even think about that. Like, what are we doing? What is our society has kind of pushed that as well. Um, so we're a hurry up society. We're a do more society. You know, what's wrong with you if you don't overachieve? Mm. And sometimes we just have to take a breath and just be. Here's a good one. We're human beings, not human doings. Is that original with you? Because I put that Dr. Terry Daniel said that. I got it from someone else. <laughs> We're human beings, not human, human doings. doings. Right. I had a friend that used to say that to me. Hmm. And um, because I am one of those people that'll go, 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 go. And he said to me, you know what? We are human beings, not human doings. And I think of that a lot because we can just be, and there's nothing wrong with just being. Right. And and that made me think about the idea of solitude. I think having your cell phones in our hands all the time, we don't ha- we don't take time for solitude. Think about this. When you go to a doctor's office back in the day, what would you do in the waiting room? You pick up a magazine, you sit there, you would think. You go, well, go in there now, what do you see? Everybody's, Everybody's got their phone. Mm-hmm. And I've asked students too. You know, if you feel uncomfortable, if you're in a situation, you feel uncomfortable, what do you do? Pull out my phone and just do something, whatever, on my phone. We don't have any time to just be. I would challenge everyone out there to next time you're at a restaurant, you could be at McDonald's, you could be at a sit-down restaurant, you whatever. Look around and see how many people are on their phone mm-hmm. and how many families all are on their phone, or the kids are on their phone, their parents are on their phone. They're not talking. And and I uh, went to a training where that was brought up and um, met with my son afterwards, and uh, we were at a restaurant. I think it was Red Robin or one of those restaurants, and we were sitting there, and we did that. We looked around. Not one table did not have out their wow. phone. It's funny you say that. I was in uh, Santa Rosa. We were speaking, and I had a, a friend of mine, Blue. He's, he's a former student. He was traveling with me, uh, him and my brother, and we do all these schools. And we walked through Chick-fil-A, and he was so excited about Chick-fil-A because we don't have one. We don't have one here yet, ready, and it's coming. But we went in, ordered our food, sat down, and they had this basket that said, basically, uh, here's I what kind of challenge they called it. But the challenge was to put your, everybody put their cell phones into this basket, close it, do not touch it throughout the entire meal. When you're done, come up, tell us, we'll give you a free ice cream cone, right? And it was so funny because Blue, he's in his, he's 19 maybe, 19, 20. He was struggling. 
He, he even he, uh, we made a video about it. He was so struggling with getting his phone because he he heard he would feel it vibrate. <laughs> he just <laughs> the needed table. it, yeah. And he said, "You know what? Sometimes he realized. Sometimes I just have my phone in my hand just because I'm not even using it. I just pick it up just because I look at. It. No one's called me. No, I just I have a habit of just picking it up and looking at it because I just do it. And he was just like shaking. And then he got in trouble with his girlfriend because he didn't, he respond. didn't respond. He didn't respond right quick enough, right? But it was so interesting. Look around and see how many people were actually doing it and how the conversation changed." So I think just putting them down for us, and you talk about modeling that behavior, we have to choose to do that as well. At some point, we got to choose to put our phones down too to model this for our kids. And I wonder as parents if it will reduce our anxiety and stress just by putting our phones down. I would say yes, absolutely. But again, we have to break those habits because you're talking about blue and I do the same thing. So really it is an addiction. We know that when you watch those uh, documentaries and stuff. It, it really was designed to... And to, get us addicted so yeah. people can make millions of dollars. And Absolutely. It's <laughs> so, and, it's, and it's worked. And uh, so you have to break that habit. Like, it's not going to be easy for us at first to not do it. But again, you know, just have a dinner where you don't have the phone. I have, have a cell phone jail. I have a, somebody, I found it one day as a jail that you can put all the cell phones in, has a timer on and everything. And it's locked up? It, it's locked up. But the funny thing is now cell phones are so big, none of them fit in there. <laughs> yeah, we're carrying but, around these computers. Right. So let, let's let's wrap this up. But yeah. I, I think we talked about a lot of things, but we, we want to stress that anxiety is a normal emotion. Mm-hmm. But how can we can help our kids deal with it to learn what, first of all, learn what it is. Give a good definition of what anxiety is, but then... Some strategy. One strategy that I really wrote down that you talked about was modeling it and slowing life down a little bit. Yeah, just slow down a little bit. It's okay. Actually, when you slow down, it feels so good. Yeah. It really feels good. I think back on when COVID first started, right? Think about when COVID first started. We didn't think we'd be locked down all this time, right? right. We didn't think that. But the stories that were coming back out at first with families home, and families slowed down, and, and I met with some students on Zoom or whatever at the time and just was talking about how it was going, and they liked the fact that their life slowed down. They liked the fact that they weren't running to a million places, soccer practice, lacrosse, this, that, whatever. They liked that. They liked that they were spending time with their family, and they were talking they were playing games, yeah. you know, just playing board games. How many families do that anymore? They don't take time. That's actually a memory my kids love. Friday night was family fun night. And my daughter will talk about that. Uh, we always joke because my oldest son was, we used to play the girls against the boys. And my oldest son was the worst loser. <laughs> so we would really rub it in. But and, let me ask you, did they immediately gravitate to her, Or was there a, a period where they're like, no, we don't want to do this? No, I think at first, the, what I heard is kids really treasured it. Kids want downtime. Right. So here's another thing. Parents, when you're signing your kids up for all these things to do, and you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart, and you want to keep your kids busy so they don't get into trouble, they really, really need downtime. They need time to be a kid. They need time to be with their family. Maybe have them pick out one or two things they really like. I remember, too, my daughter was eight years old, eight years old. This breaks my heart. And she went to bed one night, and I could hear her in there crying. And, and I went in and I'm like, what, what's going on? What do you, what's, 
What's the matter? And she just said, I can't do it all. I can't do it all. And I thought, what the heck? And she was in scouts. She was in gymnastics. She was in dance. And she just said, I can't do it all anymore. She was eight. One way to help your kids is to slow down. Slow down. And to let them know it's normal. And it's not going to feel good. And it's okay. Some things in life don't feel good. But those are normal emotions. And help them work through those emotions. Yep.